With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour this Monday, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to those who are listening on our radio affiliates around the country. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and those watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. You can watch this program, download the app, watch for free. Our poll question for hour three is what after the poll question for hour two, Seton O'Connor? Well, I actually changed things up a little bit, and I put up uh, who would you rather have as your starting quarterback, Dak or Daniel? Ooh. Oh, jeez. Okay. Daniel Jones right now, 54% of the vote. Oh. Wow. Okay. I got to factor in what I'm paying Dak as well, Correct. I don't, I don't know what Daniel Jones is going to make. There are some people in the comments that say you take Daniel Jones because he costs way less. But let's say, let's take away the, uh, the cost there. Well, Dak is going to cost you more. I feel like the Giants would franchise Danny Dimes. But that's $45 million, I think, for one year. They're, they're going to make the same amount of money probably for uh, one year next year. Yes, Paul? Yeah, I've got Dak Prescott's contract. It's a little convoluted, but stay with me. He's going to make a good amount of dough next year because his signing bonus was spread out into fifths. Hmm. So Dak Prescott next year gets $31 million to play, $13 million as part of his signing bonus, $5 million as part of a restructuring to help the team. So he's going to make, I got uh, 40 47 million dollars next year. That's his big payday. Okay. See, next year, however, he'll it'll drop a little bit. But would you rather have Daniel Jones for 45 million or Dak for 47? Marvin? No. <laughs> that that wasn't an option there. You got to take one of them. I I would take Dak. I feel I feel a little more confident with Dak. Um, because this is the first time we've seen Daniel Jones, you know, in this, you know, this far into the season. Yeah, see, Dak had he's Dak has that one 
possession that he's really getting criticized a lot for tonight where he or from last night where he like on like first down he almost threw an interception second down he missed a wide open wide receiver 40 yards down the field and then on the third down he got sacked yeah and it's sort of like this is the most important drive of your career and this is the result it's kind of tough and then he had a red zone pass to zeke elliott that he put way too much steam hit him on the back shoulder and that should have been intercepted in that area, with a ricochet, with that defense, he should have gotten picked off again. And and he got picked off twice. Should have been a third time at the end of the game and could have been picked off there as well. Yes, Todd. And once again, we got that recency bias and you're looking at the scores. If Daniel Jones, if you flip those two scores and Dak loses 38-7 and Daniel Jones is a 19-12 game, that could be a completely different look on who you want more and how much you want to pay them. Yeah, Paulie. Contract-wise... You know, without trading him, there's no real out for the Cowboys next year with Prescott. The dead cap hit if they, you know, obviously not going to cut him at 30 years old, but he is their quarterback next year. And for I think for anyone to cover it in a different fashion is not paying attention to the money. They can get out of it after next season, the Cowboys. If they did, thought they wanted to move on with him after next season, it's possible financially. Here is Dak Prescott on his performance. Well, all I can think about is right now in this game and how disappointed it is, how disappointed I am in my play, how disappointed I am for the guys in the locker room who played their, who played their asses off and um, we weren't able to get it done. Some phone calls here, best and worst of the weekend. Also, I wanted to bring this back. Dave Lapham is a longtime Bengals announcer. He does the uh, color commentary on radio for the Bengals, and he's been doing that for over three decades. He was also a former Bengal offensive lineman, played in a Super Bowl against the 49ers, and I ask him, have you figured out Joe Burrow's personality? I think he I think he works to make it difficult <laughs> to figure him out. <laughs> uh, he's he is a very, very intelligent guy, has a very, very broad uh, base of interests. He's he's not a uh, he's not a one trick pony guy. You know, I mean, he's he's got a lot going on. He is he is one sharp dude. And I'll tell you, he is a football savant. I can tell you that. This this guy is the Albert Einstein of uh, football, man. He's got he's got the answers to the test, and he ain't cheating. He knows it, man. And it, it's he's got a confidence as a result of it. He's got an earned confidence that is just, you know, borders on, you know, cocky. He's got the swagger, and boy, his teammates respond to him. I mean, it is unbelievable. He is definitely the duck leading the ducklings. I mean, it's like everybody else is a little line behind the big duck, man. And he's taking the ducklings down to the pond. Taking them to Kansas City. Going back to the title game. <laughs> Very descriptive of uh, Joe Burrow. And you're, you're going to hear a lot of the Joe Montana comparisons just because maybe their build, their demeanor, uh, under pressure. But, you know, he, he gets to confidence bordering on cocky because, as he told me a couple of years ago, it's about being prepared. And when you think about it, that's a wonderful answer. I, this isn't a fluke. I prepare for this. Therefore, I am confident going into a game. Some phone calls here. Uh, we'll also dissect the teams that lost this weekend. Now what happens? What do the Bills do? Cowboys, can you get another weapon? Maybe better secondary? What do you do if the, you're the Jags? Can you get free agents to go there now? Because they had to overpay to get free agents. Christian Kirk, they had to overpay to get them to go there. But I like what they're doing. Uh, you know, that coach never should have been out of football as long as he was. And you got a very good quarterback now. 
A lot of positives. What did the Giants do? Well, they got two big decisions here. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up. Carl in North Carolina. Good morning, Carl. Best and worst of the weekend. Oh, good morning, Dan. I actually had two comments. I didn't know you were going to pull me up during this segment. Can I make the comments? Sure. Okay. The one was with the Bills. I think an important question that needs to be answered, can they ever move to another level without a different offensive coordinator and a good running back? You compare them to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, and they don't – the guy – he Allen has to pass – it seems like almost every player passed to the back coming out of the backfield. I don't know if that's going to get them to a Super Bowl. The second thing is the Cowboys. Will the Cowboys ever make it to another level with a owner with that kind of ego that he's so threatened by others that he can only hire coaches that he controls? And I'm sure you've talked over the years about Jimmy Johnson, and we all lament him being fired. But you have to wonder about that, that that system is somehow flawed. Yeah, we've talked about that. You know, you had Garrett there for a long time, longer than he should have been there. Uh, But then we can criticize an owner when he fires a coach after two years. Then people were criticizing him because he didn't fire a coach after a couple of years. And he's standing by Mike McCarthy. You know, when it comes to the Cowboys, is it another weapon? You know, did they miss Amari Cooper? But, you know, keep in mind, they could have won that game. I mean... They could have taken the lead at halftime. They were going in to take the lead at halftime. They they just they played well in certain aspects. You lose Pollard. You know, you do have a running game. I'm not a Zeke Elliott fan, but it doesn't feel like you're that far away. It's a couple of plays, but that comes down to Dak Prescott. You gotta make those plays. You get paid to make those plays. That that comes along with everything you get. And he deserves to be criticized because he played a very poor game. If he plays an average game, they might win that thing. Scott in South Carolina. Hi, Scott. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan. Morning. morning. Uh, I was wondering, I was watching that game uh, last night with the Niners and the Cowboys, and I was really hoping that Dallas would score late in the game because I was really wanting to know if they would go with their kicker to try to tie it or just go for two and get it over with. Oh, boy. Uh, my guess is they would have gone with their kicker. <laughs> I, is it too bad that that decision didn't? Because oh. if, you, if you went for two, you'd have to cut him right after the game. You're basically saying, we're have no, this guy has no future. Oh, boy. <laughs> You know, this is where the the human element factored in to people watching the game. That it wasn't just you're watching football. You know, Seton mentioned that his wife is watching this kicker and, you know, thinking he's got parents. I mean, what must that be like for them to be watching the game? Nobody had talked about this guy two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Now, casual football fans are like, oh, my God, I can't watch this. Yes, he. It is a funny thing that happens when you become a parent, or or especially if you have kids who like play sports or athletic at all. Uh, is that it does change the way that you view things? Like, oh man, but he's trying his best. Yeah, he's doing the best he can. You know, you know that that dude's parents or family somewhere is just like just dying over each one of these things. You know. Yes, Marv. Also, to Seaton's point, my favorite thing is when fans get so upset at Dak. You don't think. Dak's more upset with himself than you are. Dak's more upset than you are. 
I don't know that. I don't know that. Oh yeah, I could I could see somebody breaking their TV or something yes. like that. You see stupid stuff on Twitter. Yes, with their, there'd oh. be yes, there would be people who probably get more upset. You know, he handles his emotions. I don't know if he goes home and he's you know breaking things, but fans will be doing that. Yes, Eden. I hate that. By the way. It's one of my least favorite things on social media is after somebody loses a game, there's always videos of these idiots punching their TVs or throwing them out of a window or something. I'm going to guess 95% of them are fake anyway. Yeah. And it's just a dumb thing to do. Well, somebody sent me a video of Skip Bayless throwing away his Dak Prescott jersey. And I went, so what? Like, I don't care. That... Good. I'm guessing he has another Dak Prescott jersey that'll put on when he plays well. Like, if, if you don't like the Cowboys, then never root for him. You know, how about this? Don't bring up the Dallas Cowboys for two months. How about you do that? That's your punishment. You don't, you don't want to talk about them? You, you want to give up your fandom? Then don't talk about them. If not, who cares? Yeah, Paul. Seems right. All these videos are staged. I, I saw the one of Skip Bayless. He's standing in the corner waiting for the cue from whoever's got the phone yes, in their hand. Yes, why? It's not like there's a, there's a rolling <laughs> tape in his kitchen at all times for when he walks in there all upset. And then he does that. He stops out like it's it's like a bad play. And then I watch this other video of this dude. But, but you know what? Set your jersey on fire. In your because house. Because then I know you've destroyed it. Oh, you do? I'm going to put this in the garbage can. And then, are we done? You done film? Okay, I'm going to take this out Brush of the garbage can. Bit. Yeah. It's silly. Clear. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yes, Paul. I've got this other video, and it's of a guy breaking his TV. He's breaking like a, a 35-inch flat screen <laughs> standard definition from 2008. It's obviously a dummy TV for the bit because no one still has that. You know, he's got this huge football room, but he's got a 38-inch flat screen. And there's like 15 people in the room sitting around watching it on that TV. Come on. You know, they're like, okay, we lost. Let's have some fun for ourselves. Move the 75-inch yeah, TV. Bring, bring, bring the crappy TV in here. Bring in the, the Brock Purdy. Yeah. Bring in the third string. Let's see how many likes we get. Yes, Todd. But on the other end, while you're so angry and upset and screaming and crying, and then you see them after the game hugging each other, asking how their kids are, exchanging jerseys, that kind of gets me really upset, too. Well, they're being professional. I understand that, and there's certain sportsmanship involved, but when well, I'm okay, screaming you, and yelling, and then they're like, they're hugging and they're but kind you, of smiling. Do you like what Stefan Diggs did? He, he left. He was leaving the stadium. That I don't like. There, there was well, a wait, min- wait, no, he cares? No, there's a minimum amount of sports. I'm talking about when they're all hugging and praying and he assigned my jersey and they're kind of smiling. He just lost a chance to go to the Super Bowl or a conference title game and they're all kind of... Stefan Diggs reacted the way you want him. It hurts. I'm leaving. I'm mad. I want, the, I want my team to be really pissed off. Not to the point where they're totally being obnoxious towards the other team. So calmly that, pissed off. That's yeah, not... That, he's mad at his own team. He left, he left the locker room. They that had to go get him. Well, he cared? You just told me. Do you want your guys to care? I want them to care. I want them to not be fraternizing with the other team right after they lost, especially a, a huge game where they're hugging well, it they're out. Professionals. They're professionals. That never used to be the case, like in the uh, 70s and 80s, uh, hugging it out after the game. Yes, Marv. Oh, Fritzy. Um... Does this make me a bad fan? I was thinking yesterday, man, if the 49ers win, that'd be great. But if the Cowboys win, these Cowboy, these Cowboy fans would get their hopes up. And the, and the further they go, the more of a, you know, a letdown it'd be, the further they go. No. I mean, you're not a Cowboy fan. So you want this to be a tragic ending. 
I got want this to hurt even more. So how does it hurt more? The further you go and then you lose, then it hurts even more. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and it just makes me feel better. Last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, Tupac was alive. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it's measured, but uh, for you, okay. Uh, yeah, Paul. I think what you said earlier, missing the ride hurts more. Like if you're a Bills fan, you lose a Super Bowl, it's painful, but at least you had another three weeks of fun traveling, going to the bars, hanging with your friends. Now you're like, you had plans next week if you were a Bills fan. Now you have yeah. nothing to do next week. Yes. Nothing. You're buying tickets to Atlanta. You're shoveling next week. You're, you're shoveling anyway. Yeah, you're you're going to Atlanta. You're going to the AFC title game. Or you're going to your buddy's house because we're going to get the you know the way that everything going on. Not Having nothing, having the ride in is painful. Yes, Mark. If you bought tickets to go to Arizona just to hang out for Super Bowl week because you thought the Bills were going there, mm-hmm. do you keep them or you try to get a refund? Do you still go to Arizona for the week and hang out? Uh, I don't know. That'd be tough to see. If, you, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan and you go to Arizona and you see a Bengals jersey or a mm-hmm. Chiefs jersey, nah, that's not good. That's not good. We'll come back. We'll look at what these teams that lost over the weekend do next. Back after this Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. 
It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. DraftKings odds to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs and the Eagles, same odds. Then it's the Bengals. The Niners are fourth on the list to win the Super Bowl. I've got odds to win next year's Super Bowl. Anybody want to take a guess who would be the number one team to win the Super Bowl next year? Seton O'Connor. Kansas City Chiefs. That would be partially correct. Oh? It's a tie. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it a team no longer alive in the playoffs? I'm not going to give any hints. Mm, Yes, Paulie? Buffalo. Bloop. Bloop, bloop. Nailed it. Kansas City and Buffalo. Best odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Third on the list, the Niners. Then the Bengals and Eagles are tied. Then it's the Cowboys. Chargers are a long shot after that, and the Ravens as well. But those are the way too early odds for next year's Super Bowl. Yes, Mark? Where are the Broncos? (laughs) That's funny. Okay. that's, That's funny. Mean spirited, but funny. And then you have to factor in, okay, where's Aaron Rodgers going to end up if he is indeed traded? Where's Tom Brady going to end up? There is a possibility that they could, that Aaron Rodgers could be traded. Yes. There there is a possibility. Very, very good possibility, according to Chef. I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, okay? Yeah. Yeah, Paul. I got an idea for Brady and Rodgers. Trade them for each other, and and they both agree to play one more year. But it's locked. So, they just trade. Straight up trade. And you get... uh, Jordan Love sits one more year. Tom Brady plays one year with well, a good Green Bay team. If Aaron Rodgers isn't traded, I'm going to guess Jordan Love says, let me go. Yeah, Let me go someplace. I'm not going to sit around here uh, because he's waiting. And, and I think that's part of the reason why Devontae Adams wanted out of there. It's like, I, I don't want to deal with this. But I don't know who ends up in Vegas, who ends up with the Jets, who ends up in Carolina, who ends up in Tampa. I mean, the, you know, is Jordan Love going to be the starting quarterback? Where where do you trade Aaron Rodgers? Where does he want to go? Because I'm going to guess he's got to sign off on this. Brady can go wherever he wants to go. But, you know, when Shefty said that about, hey, there's a real possibility that he could be traded. Okay. Let me know when I, I know what, it, what the uh, framework is for Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think it's, you know, something that's cost prohibitive a team bring him in. I don't think the numbers are that bad for a team that would trade for Aaron Rodgers. but can I get you to play for two years? Cause if I can't get two years out of you, then I wouldn't make that move. Brady though, Brady can go anywhere he wants, but you know, is he going to play one year? He's going to play more than that. Uh, looking at the Jags in the off season, I would say, can you get free agents who are now going to buy into Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence with what they saw? Uh, can you get uh, another skill position player? I mean, it feels like everybody wants that, needs that. Um, are you satisfied with ETN? I mean, at least he's healthy. Uh, defensively, I, I thought they held their own. 
you got a good coach as well. Um, and, and I don't know the free agency status. Like with the Cowboys, I don't know what the free agency status is with some of their players. Because then you're going to have to re-sign some guys. Are you going to be able to bring in another wide receiver? Um, is Dalton Schultz a free agent? Yeah, Paul. The only free agents of note for the Jacksonville Jaguars, pretty good, Evan Ingram, the tight end. Unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Uh, they got a couple other guys, but that's like the main guy. He's really stepped up this year. Check with the Cowboys who they uh, could lose in free agency. But we talked about, you know, the secondary could be better. Uh, you know, Van Der Esch can't stay healthy, but when he's in there, he played pretty well. You got Parsons there. I mean, they got a pretty good defensive line as well. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Dalton Schultz, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, Anthony Barr, older linebacker. Mm-hmm. Few other guys, but those are the those are the names right now. Yeah, Brett, uh, Cooper Rush, Josh Dumel's guy, free agent. Mm-hmm. So late last night, Josh Dumel is promoting his movie with J Lo. He sends me a text, bro. Been traveling all night, flying to New York. How did Dak Prescott do? Oh, no. oh. And I know that he's trolling me. And I went very funny because he loves Cooper Rush. He thinks he's just as good, if not better, and. Uh, <laughs> Hey, how did Dak Prescott do? I said, very funny. Yeah, Paulie. Cooper Rush sounds like a name of a character Josh Dumel would play in a football movie. Now a quarterback. <laughs> Cooper Rush, starring Josh Dumel. Uh, uh, the, the Bills, um, Jordan Poyer, the fr- free safety. He's a uh, free agent. Okay. Roger Saffold, a guard. Uh, Tremaine Edwards, a linebacker. Can they get a every down running back? Can the, or can they get a, a running back, you know, uh, first, second down type running back? That would be you got to run the football at some point. I mean, I say this every year. At some point, you got to be able to play good defense and you got to be able to run the football. You just do because you can't just go out there and throw the ball 60 times. Not going to happen. When Dallas is great, they're great because the offense is balanced. Tampa Bay was one dimensional, not good. You got to have. You can't run play action if the defense doesn't respect that. Oh, my God, they could run the ball. Like they just laughed at Tampa Bay when Tom would fake the handoff. And they're like, give it to him. We don't care. The Chiefs have running back by committee. And Pacheco has a lot of talent there. And, and you know, you're going to need him. Plus, your defense is good. I mean, it, it's not just Patrick Mahomes. That, that is a, a well-rounded team. But when you look at the Giants, we've talked about what do you do at running back, what do you do at quarterback. Uh, Lawrence, you've got to take care of him as well. But I, but I think that there's, it feels like there's something being built there with that coach who, who probably is going to win coach of the year. Um, the Cowboys... There'll be questions. I mean, we keep waiting for the Cowboys to figure this out. Why do we think they're going to figure it out? It's been almost 30 years. They give you the hope in the regular season. They're the most valuable sports franchise. What are they worth now? $8 billion? Probably more than that on the open market if somebody wanted to buy them. But, I mean, listen to Jerry Jones. Listen to his voice after last night's loss. You would know how... Proud I am of these guys in here. Uh, that's a good team. We, uh, uh, frankly, uh, turnovers do settle the scores with games like that. And uh, I'm so disappointed for our fans. And uh, 
we've got uh, uh, a locker room full of sick players and coaches to go along with the literally hundreds of thousands of Cowboy fans that are old that are sick. He's not 60. He's not 70. He's 80. How do I get this? Going to stay with Mike McCarthy. Obviously, you have to stay with Dak Prime. Yeah, They got all the money, but money can't buy you championships. I mean, it's, it, they're proof. Yeah, you know what? And they've done some really good things, sometimes accidentally, but they've, they've turned out pretty well. You got Dak out of nowhere, even though you wanted Connor Cook out of Michigan State. Raiders took him, and then they took Dak Prescott. But uh, Pollard, love Pollard. Some of these offensive linemen, you know, they've gotten some surprises in there. But that doesn't mean they're going to figure this thing out. It doesn't feel like they're that far away. Because I thought if Dak just plays a little bit better than average, you're going to beat San Francisco in San Francisco. Right? All you have to do is be average. And you might be playing Philadelphia. Yeah, Marv. Does uh, the Cowboys of the 90s feel like the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, where you think more <laughs> of what they could have done or what they should have done rather than what they did? Yeah. Like, Eagle looks like it just got the best of both of those situations. But they, but they did win after Jimmy was fired with Barry Switzer. But that, that's, a, that's a long time ago. A long time ago. Who would I say was alive? Tupac. Tupac. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, the, the Cowboys of the 90s were not a disappointment at all. What's happened since, but you know, they pulled it together. They had some great trades. Jimmy Johnson was letting him out the doors. But how many fans did that spawn? What the Cowboys did in the early 90s to where we are today. I, I'd even go back to the 70s. You, you, I think if you didn't have a dog in the fight when I was a little kid, you either went Cowboys or Steelers when they were playing those Super Bowls, and you had to pick one. Same thing with, remember it was Dodgers, Yankees, and a few World Series? And if you're a young kid, you're like, well, my team's not there, but I got to pick one of them. And a lot of people in the Midwest, I remember growing up, were m- much bigger on the Steelers. If you couldn't, you know, Bears fans weren't in, nowhere near the Super Bowl. So I think it goes back to the 70s, the Cowboys specifically. Yeah, but they weren't as dominating then. No, but they were always. It felt like they're always relevant. And Roger Staubach was an American hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always thought that that's when they kind of like took hold, and you pick Steelers or Cowboys. Well, then they lost the Super Bowl to the Cowboys. Jackie Smith had the touchdown dropped. Um, yeah, it feels like the the '90s Cowboys. What that what that did to the fan base. Yeah, Marv. Yeah, so I'm 38, and so a bunch of my friends now are Cowboys fans because of what was going on in the 90s. I'm a 49ers fan because they were always facing – I didn't want to be a Cowboys fan. And my mom was like, oh, you should be a Patriots fan. I was like, that's a dumb idea. Patriots (laughs) will never be good. Were you a Steve Young guy? Big Steve Young guy, big Jerry Rice guy. Yeah. What was Jerry Rice wearing around his neck? Did you see his pendant? It's like a diamond-encrusted little helmet. Helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and then McCaffrey scores the touchdown, spikes the ball, Kittle gets it and gives it to Jerry Rice. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great if Jerry dropped it, you know, when they threw it to him. A uh, couple of phone calls in here. Sean in Grand Rapids. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Love the show. Thank you, buddy. I uh, just wanted to get your quick opinion on what you would think about the Cowboys possibly trading Dak and Zeke for Lamar Jackson. 
<laughs> um, I, I'm going to take the Ravens at their word that they're going to bring him back. That they want to. I mean, if I'm the Ravens, first of all, you go, okay, we don't want Dak because we don't want to spend that kind of money. Okay, so now I'm going to spend that kind of money on <laughs> Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. Like I don't, I don't want Zeke Elliott. And Dak, Dak's not an upgrade over Lamar, but if he doesn't want to be there, then what if I said you could trade Dak to the Green Bay Packers and you could get Aaron Rodgers? You could get Aaron Rodgers for two years with that talent. Is that something you would do? If you're Dallas, would you trade Dak Prescott for Aaron Rodgers today? Todd? Todd? I don't think I would because I'm not sure he's all in. He's got one foot out the door. I may play. I may not play. I, I think that's too big a risk. He's, his best days are way behind him. Man, I don't know. Would anybody, would anybody make that trade? Anybody, if you're looking at from the Cowboys side of things, Seton? Well, that's what I was going to ask. Why would the Packers do that? They, they, they wouldn't. Yeah. But because I want to see what Jordan Love has. I'd rather, but, you know, Jordan Love's going to cost you. He's not going to cost you what Dak is going to cost you. What about if you could bring Tom Brady in? Oh, America's oh, team of Brady? Oh, yeah. Oh, ESPN's got to have a, a, a ESPN Ocho would oh, open up. We need another channel. Oh. <laughs> We'd have to get a, a brand new channel. Yeah. Oh. Then people would really hate the Cowboys. It, you know, it's like people don't, you either love him or hate him. It feels like that's Brady. You either love him or hate him. Yeah, Marv. And what number would Brady wear? Would they unretire Starbucks? Can't do that. Well, no. what Joe Namath said, he would he would allow Aaron Rodgers to wear 12 if he comes to the Jets. No. If Joe Willie can do it, then Roger Staubach could do it. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Dangerous territory we're getting into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve in Florida. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. First time caller, uh, six foot two ten. Uh, always enjoy listening to your show driving around town. Best of the weekend. I'm a longtime Buffalo Bill fan, but the best of the weekend was the domination of the the lines by Cincinnati. And just like you always say, uh, you got all the glamour players, but in the trenches, if the offense and the defense dominate, you win games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's no secret here. Protect your quarterback and put pressure on their quarterback. Philadelphia is able to do that. Cincinnati did that. And I had my doubts about the offensive line with three starters out. But without Von Miller, that Buffalo defense is a whole lot different. Uh, Tony in L.A. Hi, Tone. What's on your mind today? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Um, great show. Always love listening to you. Uh, I have a best and worst of the weekend. It's one and the same. Um, I had some friends to put down on a parlay, um, a six-leg parlay, and they didn't even get out the the first one. It was Ben Simmons needing nine points to secure that first leg. Um, <laughs> no, 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 Tony. Anyway, okay, let me let me hear the rest of the parlay. If you're going to parlay anything with Ben Simmons that has to do with him scoring, you deserve to lose. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> My friend did because I saw that first leg. I was like, heck no. So it was Nets at Suns. Ben Simmons had five points in the first half. 
So I'm like, he just needs two more buckets. <laughs> um, third quarter comes, he gets a bucket, so seven points. <laughs> and then he gets his fifth foul. So he heads to the bench because he has to sit for a while. But he starts chirping out the ref and he gets ejected. <laughs> <laughs> so he got ejected yeah. with one more basket to get for them to hit the first leg in a parlay and it didn't happen. I was laughing so hard at them. Oh, Tony. Thing. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Tony gets it. Yeah. I like Tony. He gets it. But you, you're doing a parlay and your first one loses. Desperate. Yeah. The Nets. Nets beat the Warriors. Kyrie had a great game. Ben chipped in, in with seven. anybody cares. Yeah, Ben chipped in with seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. It's seven. He's like nine. He's got to get nine points. Seven's about his average. He's averaging like, you know, like eight and seven. It's it's not. He's an average. They shouldn't list him as point guard anymore. He should be listed as forward. I just put him as basketball player because I, I don't know what he is. I guess it depends on the night, but I... I don't even know. What are his numbers? Like they 8.7 rebounds, 6 assists? For the season? Yeah. He's averaging 7.5 points and 7 rebounds and 6.5 and assists. Mm. Yeah. Do you think I could score more than he could? In an NBA game? If they put me in an exhibition game. Uh, yeah, because if you spot it up and just waited for the ball... It's not going to work. It's probably not going to work out too well on defense. Oh, you. no, 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 no. Yeah. I, don't, I'm, I, don't, I would tell them I don't guard anybody. But if, if they played normal defense and yeah. let you spot up from the backside, yeah, yeah you pop and a couple And shoot jumpers. some free throws. Yeah. I'll make my free throws. <laughs> you think somebody's going to foul you? Yeah. 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 I'm going to draw a foul. When I do You're my... You're going to take it to the hole? Yes, I am. I'm, gonna t- well, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of taking it to the hoop like Ben is. I'm going to go in there to get fouled. What happens if you, you get to the hoop, you draw the foul, and you miss your first foul shot? How are you mentally? Is it going to mess you oh, up? I'll, I'll collapse. Will you? I'll cry. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But you should be ashamed you just asked that question. Because you know I will make my free throws. Right. Apologies in order. You know what? You're right. I'm out of line. You're I, out. I was, I was out of line right there, and I apologize. You'd like to retract that? Yeah. Okay. It will not be in in the rear on the podcast, okay? That will be taken out. Let's take a break. Last call for phone calls. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You know the words to this, Marvin? I do. I don't want to repeat them, but I know them. Okay. No, Todd, you can't sing. City of Compton. <laughs> City. The Wild Wild West. <laughs> what else you got, Todd? That's all I got. Okay. I'll leave you alone. All right. City of Long Beach. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Bill Walton will join us on the program tomorrow. Been a while since uh, we've talked to Billy. Marcellus Wiley will also stop by as well. Seton just brought up a good point. We're talking about the Jaguars as they move forward. Calvin Ridley will be back after his year-long suspension. And uh, he was uh, signed with Jacksonville. Have him as a wide receiver. Christian Kirk missed out on an opportunity. I thought Lawrence threw a a beautiful pass to him. And I thought, oh, and I don't know if these things change anything, but, you know, they, they, it would have made the game even closer, tighter. And that was a pass that I thought Christian uh, Kirk should have. That's a big one. Yep. Yeah, Paul. Jaguars are in the AFC South. The other three teams in the division, the Titans were outscored by 61 points this year, the Colts by 138, and the te- Texans by 131. Mm. They're, at least next year, they're by far the favorites. Yeah, I would think so. All right, uh, Jake in Buffalo. Hi, Jake. How's morale? <laughs> hey, DP. Uh, not the best today, but I wanted to give the best and worst and some thoughts on the Bills. 
Uh, my best okay. of the weekend was Demar Hamlin being there yesterday. Um, he was in the locker room pregame. That story just continues to be really impressive. Yep. Worst was the team coming out of that locker room and just not showing up at all. Ten points on offense, completely dismantled on defense, all-around embarrassing performance. Uh, you nailed it earlier. Uh, this was the end of a three-year window that was wide open for the Bills with Josh Allen. Next year, his contract goes up to $40 million and goes up from there. Um, this season, they had a home playoff game basically given to them in the snow. Some people still claim that's an advantage. Neutral site game against the Chiefs if they made it that far, and they gave it away without a fight. Now our only hope is a uh, defensive coordinator who continues to not show up in the playoff games. Offensive coordinator who has regressed all year in a front office who doesn't want to move on from guys because they preach consistency. Now we rely on a GM with a below-average draft history, find young guys to contribute, and a coaching staff who doesn't want to trust the rookies to start anyways. Um, Allen has incredible talent, but I'm scared this is the start of a Phil Rivers Chargers trajectory for the Bills. Jake, hold on. Fritzy's got a problem with uh, something you're saying. I hear the disappointment. I respect the knowledge. I'm not getting that anger that, oh, can't believe that they didn't get to at least to the title game. Forget about the Super Bowl. So, Jake, Fritzy wants you to be more rational. Did I punch my TV yesterday? Is that what I was supposed to do? Uh, apparently, that's what Todd thinks you're supposed to do. <laughs> Some level of violent act towards a, a piece of furniture is probably uh, something see. to look at. Yeah, I wonder if Von Miller would have changed that game, though. Well, that's a big loss for them. But, uh, Jake, thank you. Thank you for being rational with his Which has no place in this industry, so yeah, please. Yeah, that sounded like a week six loss to the Falcons he's getting upset about. Well, not everybody is petulant like you are. You have to be petulant. You're a baby. I know. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was going to ask Jake what his plans are for next weekend since his calendar's opened up and see if that wow. got him. What's, where, what's, I want to see what's if he going can get on. Mad. Oh, that's going to get him mad. Oh, you went there. It's like, all right, Bears fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got nothing. Yeah. I'm not even in the oh, fight. Okay. okay, Bears yeah. guy. I got the year off. Uh, Bruce in <laughs> a decade off. Bruce in New York. How you doing, Dan? First time caller. Uh, I'm calling and give you my best of the weekend, okay. which nobody's talking about. And nobody's talking about what a wonderful job Zach Taylor did in leading that coaching staff and what the Bengals accomplished in that game. Uh, my worst of the weekend is uh, heartfelt sorrow for all those guys that busted their butt and were in the losing locker rooms this past weekend. All right. Well, thank you, Bruce. You're right. Uh, most people don't even know the name of the Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Yes, Tom. Ross Tucker gave a nice love to Zach Taylor. He said he outcoached Sean McDermott. It was one of the first yes, things he, he said on the show. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. This day in sports history, Paulie. Do you and this something? one's close to my heart. 1879, the National Archery Association was founded in Crawfordsville, Indiana. A hotbed of archery. <laughs> I mean, that's I almost moved there when I was a child. You can add that to the road trip. Ah, oh, you'd be great. <laughs> archery hotbed. They tried to acquire me when I was four. Uh, 1985, blank became the first Heisman Trophy winner to be elected to Pro Football's Hall of Fame in Canton. Blank became the first yes, Heisman Mark. Trophy winner. OJ. OJ Simpson's correct. <laughs> oh. OJ <Hello>, Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul Pabst. I'm so happy we could celebrate my big day. Hello, Twitter. Hello, Twitter world. It's me, your old pal, Uncle OJ. I love this day in sports history. Oh. By the way, on this date in 1957, the Pluto platter was invented. Anybody have an idea what the Pluto platter is and what it has to do with sports? 1957. 
I was gonna say it was like a Disney thing though, because remember it wasn't Pluto. Yeah, like Pluto. Dog? Love Pluto. Yeah. Later renamed the Frisbee. Oh. The Pluto platter. Whammo. Whammo manufactured right, that. Whammo. 1957. Oh, yeah. Ultimate Pluto platter wouldn't flow. Yeah. Uh, on the state 2015, Clay Thompson set an NBA record for points in a quarter. He had 37 in Golden State's win against the, uh, the Kings. Todd, what'd you learn today? Joe Burrow hopes the Bills can refund somehow all the tickets they sold for the neutral site title game, Chiefs in Atlanta. Seton O'Connor. Ross Tucker's busy. Marvin. Al in Atlanta got a mattress. Yay. All right, Al. Yeah. Paulie, what'd you learn? Real fans have temper tantrums. Looking back on the greatest football moments of all time, Legacy Box, the safest way to digitally preserve those moments for generations to come. And right now, running a $9 tapes sale. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. Have a great day, everybody. A lot of fun today. Talk to you tomorrow. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.